0: A FIKA is a very Swedish custom, which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In FIKA with us, we are inviting you to join us for a FIKA and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University.
1: In this episode of FIKA with us, we are joined by Nadia and Simona. We'll talk about dealing with the pandemic while studying at Linköping University. My name is Maria and let's start the FIKA. Hi, Nadia and Simona. I have prepared some questions for you and I'm excited to hear your opinion. Let's take them one by one and I will be giving you both the time to answer them. So my first question is, what is the policy in Sweden in general from last year until recently? Could you explain to us a bit more about the official recommendations and the personal responsibility, Nadia?
2: Well, uh, I can say that before, uh, I still have my class online and we also have a recommendation to keep distance each other, which is, is very good. Uh, but recently we have more restricted, especially in public transportation and also limit people, at least in the store. And for my study itself, which is its outdoor program, uh, we start to do it online.
1: Oh, That's very interesting. Thank you, Nadia. And what do
0: you think, Simona? Well, I've actually been in Sweden uh, a little longer than Nadia. This is my second year here at Linköping University. And so I was in Sweden uh, for the entire duration of a pandemic. And I've witnessed kind of changes from a governmental perspective on the uh, degree to which these recommendations were um, imposed or uh, given to the population. So definitely uh, we are now in a phase of higher uh, severity of the pandemic where the recommendations are of a kind of tougher nature. So, for instance, some regions in Sweden have uh, asked to put a face masks on tra- transportation at all times. Here in Österjötland, we've been asked for a period of time to use them during rush hours onto public transport. But I think the key point about living in Sweden during a pandemic is the fact that, like other countries, we've never been given uh, a full lockdown or um, obligations to conduct in a certain way, to behave in a certain way. And I think it also highlights the fact that uh, uh, when it comes to recommendations, it's up to you to follow them. Technically, you should, uh, but you're not going to be fined if you don't. And I think it creates this inter- super interesting contrast about the fact that you're free to do what you want, but at the same time, you have the moral responsibility to follow these And I think it, that kind of brings challenges. Thank you, Simona. And thank you for highlighting
1: the differences uh, um, among Sweden and some other countries. Uh, So my next uh, question is, how does the pandemic impact your daily life as students?
0: Simona? Yeah, uh, just kind of repeating in a way what I've already said before, I've definitely, uh, by being in Sweden uh, before the pandemic and after the pandemic, I kind of know what the counterfactual of uh, being in Sweden uh, during a pandemic was like. And uh, definitely I enjoyed the certain aspects of being in Sweden without the pandemic a lot. For instance, being able to meet my classmates and uh, being able to kind of discover Sweden to a great uh, extent, in its full extent. You know, social life, student traditions and whatever. And so when the pandemic came, a lot of quick adjustments had happened. And uh, quickly we shifted all classes online. That's gonna remain the case since last spring up until now. And thus, I would say that if you have arrived to Sweden with an already ongoing on pandemic, you probably have missed out on the opportunity that I had to meet with classmates, to form real life uh, meetups with uh, people who are sharing the same interests as you. And thus, I think we'll talk about it more, uh, more about it later, I guess. but It's kind of very important try to reach out to your classmates and not to miss out on the fact that you are not able to meet them in real life. Thank you,
1: Simona, for your elaborate answer. And how about you, Nadia? What do you think?
2: Well, uh, I will start uh, with my uh, condition. Like, uh, I just start my uh, program, which is its outdoor and uh, sustainability education. Uh, start from last year on August. So I come when... It's already start, uh, pandemic. So I can say that it's a little bit different with Simona, what I feel, um, with the, any condition that changed between August until now. Uh, But yeah, my program now, it starts to be online almost like 90%. So it's quite hard for me to really learn about outdoor education when we need to do it online. And then I can say that I really need to change my routine. And in the beginning, it's very hard because I usually just go out with my friends uh, in my program and we have seminar out door and now we need to do it everything by online so i can say um my routine is kind of change a lot but i always try to make sure that once per day i need to go outside uh to get a fresh air and i think that's what uh Maybe I can say for everyone that you can try like this. And I'm so grateful that I live in uh, Sweden, especially in Ritz, that I can really uh, go to a lot of uh, open space, uh, limit, my, uh, limit my meeting with other person, but at that time also can be really have a relaxed time just by myself.
1: Thank you, Nadia. And that is very interesting, actually, uh, because of the nature of uh, your education. So, how that can um, uh, give you some hard time to actually create your new routines and to establish uh, you going out a bit, just uh, not to stay uh, all day long at home, and how to deal with your studies. Um, My next question is Have you personally experienced anxiety, and how did you recognize it? Uh, Nadia?
2: Uh, Yes, I can say I. Experience it, and it's quite hard sometimes. Especially, it's also my first time living abroad and have a winter time here in Sweden. So I really need to be, um, you know, uh, really understand. Uh, But also, I'm so grateful that I learned about uh, psychology as my bachelor, so I can really able to recognize my my state of. well-being uh and you know like my condition right now so uh what i what i feel actually is a little bit like mood swing and i feel sometimes a little bit lonely inside of the room and uh too much inside of the room make me a little bit feels not comfortable lose my appetite but it's still in the in the, you know, in the, in the part that I can survive with it. So what I need, what I do is actually I try to really reach out my friends and my family to talk with them, which is, is really helpful.
1: Thank you for sharing uh, this with us, Nadia. Uh, what about you, Simona? Have you uh, personally experienced the anxiety?
0: Yeah, and actually I can relate it to so much that Nadia said about uh, uh, even her tips and uh, ways to deal with this anxiety. But when it comes to the anxiety-related pandemic for me, I kind of recognize different phases of it throughout the duration of, of the pandemic. When the pandemic uh, arrived in Europe and in Sweden and in Italy, my home country, Uh, And as you probably know, in Italy, it was very, very severe at the beginning. There were a lot of deaths and a lot of cases, especially in my area, in the north of Sweden. So in the very early days of the pandemic, my anxiety was very related to getting the virus myself or a faraway family member or a friend getting the virus and not being there, you know, to be near them. And then I think once... Uh, we started understanding the severity of the virus, the population risks and so forth. I think my anxiety excited to more about how to cope with the pandemic, how to go on about my daily life with a pandemic that is going to last for a long time. So how am I going to manage school from home uh, without the support of my classmates that I can no longer meet? Or how am I going to uh, keep myself motivated and focused from home? Or I even got a lot of anxiety about the fact that when I was studying from home, I was unable to uh, really just keep myself interested. And I would, you know, be able to turn my camera off on Zoom and walk away or eat while having a lecture. So I guess like that was one part. And then kind of uh, what well, Nadia said as well, uh, this year, uh, after the pandemic has been running now for a long while, it was more about winters. like What am I going to do with my time and with myself uh, during this dark winter while a pandemic prevents me from healing this darkness through going out and meeting people and so forth? And when it comes to my personal remedies uh, to dealing with the pandemic, some things really helped me out. And uh, one thing that really helped me out was leaving my room when I had to, just saying, okay, I've been here the whole day. And I think it's just time that I go out and catch some daylight or get out and get some fresh air. And uh, also like forgiving myself for going out in the daylight when technically the study day wasn't over yet. Because here in Sweden, it can get dark at like 3 in the afternoon. And technically, when you have a good routine, you might be studying from 8 to 4. And so I was like, okay, it's 2 p.m. I should study for two more hours, but I really should go out and get some daylight. I would leave my room, and then I would come back at 4, and then I would keep studying until 6 o'clock. Definitely, I had to adjust my life and my routine to a certain extent. Uh, At the same time, uh, having a broad routine really helped me. We start lectures here, at least in my course, computational social science, quite late. So we start until uh, we start at 10 in the morning, and so I didn't have to really get up very early. And I think um, kind of staying in bed until late in the morning didn't really help me uh, from a mental health perspective. So I tried to force myself to get up early and have a good routine, and I think that was that it's positive outcome. And last but not least, I think it's always really important to. Uh, talk to people. May that be being in contact on your on your phone uh, with your family who's abroad, knowing, being aware that they're okay and sharing with them how you are feeling as well. But also relying on your flatmates. Uh, make sure that you use the social interac- interactions that is recommended that you should have. And by Sweden, that's kind of your household members. So look out for them and make sure they look out for you too.
1: Thank you, Simona, for the great tips and insights. Uh, and that was actually my next uh, question. So now I can ask uh, Nadia, uh, what did it help you to deal with the anxiety during the COVID-19
2: pandemic? Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can agree. Like, I, I agree 100% what Simona said before. I think it's already summarized uh, everything that I want to say, that you still need, really to uh, bring up your routine back again. Uh, for me itself, I'm more morning person, so I always start uh, really prepare myself in the morning um, and then just prepare prepare myself like I used to do before, like when I want to go to campus. So it's really helped me to really start um my day as a beginning day. Um, and then after that is also reach out my family and friends um, just to uh, maybe through call or video call just to help uh, to know that they are okay there and everything is will be all right in the future. And then also, um, like Simona said before, with my corridor friends, we start to have it more... Um, routine together like watching movie uh, at night and something like that and I also want to uh, really underline uh, that we still need to have a healthy lifestyle even though we are spend most of our time inside of the room like what Simona said before like uh, at least have once uh, per day to come out and just to get the fresh air and the suns and things like that and also about the nutrition, like a good food for us. And for me, myself personally, it's helped a lot that I did. I always do my, I do my yoga, uh, and also my breathing exercise. And maybe for some people, it might be a little bit a new thing. But you also can try to do those things because it's helped me a lot to be really mindful that. Um, maybe I don't need to really worry about what happened in the future or what already happened, um, in the past that I need just to continue my life as in the present moment. And I can say one last is, uh, limit, uh, social media because sometimes, I mean, limit is more to be really critical about it and not really, uh, read it all the news that probably can even make you hard to um, continue uh, your daily life.
1: Great. Thank you very much, Nadia, for the tips. And how about you, Simona? Do
0: you have any final comments or tips that you could suggest to us? Yeah, actually, I would like to just build upon what Nadia just said now. She touched upon two uh, points that uh, I thought of myself. One is uh, the fact that uh, reading the news is a huge source of anxiety. It has been, at least for me, for the entire duration of the pandemic we You know we read about people uh sadly passing away, and numbers of cases rising worldwide struggles in uh, spreading the vaccination uh around the world and so uh, that definitely is like a huge source of stress and at the same time you wanna keep up with it in with the news, so it's a big dilemma I have how much time you spend reading the news and it, actually the solution that I found to that problem was what. Well, Kind of what Nadia just said about being mindful and being in the in in the, in the present moment and breathing exercises. I think are such a, a great way to just calm down and look inside and just. I, I'm not sure even how to describe it. It's, but to summarize, essentially, I'm finding that we're kind of going back to the simple things. The simple things are the things that help you cope best with moments of uh, struggle and difficulty. One exercise that I also tried to do beyond breathing was to try to analyze my thoughts. Kind of stemming from cognitive behavioral uh, therapy or like just cognitive behavioral tricks, look at my thoughts and go like, okay, the thought that I just had had a bit of a negative nature. Like, I'm definitely going to not be able to concentrate during this lecture, and I'm going to fill my course. Take the thought and kind of twist it and turn it around into a positive uh, light. And say, for instance, today I'm going to concentrate on my lecture, and I'm going to be really enjoying it, and I'm going to have a great one. So kind of like yeah, mentally train uh, to basically uh, put yourself in the best position, in the best mental position to deal with the pandemic. And as I said, I think a lot of it comes from the simple things like reading, nutrition, sleeping, um, and yeah, a bit of mindfulness. I feel a lot of the time by being in Sweden, uh, in a country that has not been impacted uh, perhaps the most severely when it comes to the pandemic, or even the fact that I'm a young woman uh, during this pandemic, So, and I'm not in within a risk group, I think makes me quite of a lucky person. Uh, meaning that I think there are people in the world that are more entitled to feel worried about the risk of contracting the virus or that are in generally more stressful position than mine, because perhaps they're in a lockdown, because perhaps they lost a family member and whatnot during these hard times. But I think it's very important to be able to say that it's okay to not be okay, even when your circumstances seem to not justify your case compared to most others. I think it's just really, I think you just need to be kind of open about your feelings and accept the fact that you're sad, that you're down, no matter what your circumstances are.
2: So I want to uh, maybe put more um, about what Simona said before that. um, Yeah, recognize about your feeling Recognize your feeling is very important and recognize that this hard situation is not only you but that you by yourself but all the people in the world have a similar um, condition so anytime that you feel lonely and you really need somebody then asking for mental health support uh, maybe for expertise is also a very good option and I really recommend um, with that, yeah.
1: Great, very inspiring. I personally think that remaining patient and positive is the best approach to such a difficult period of time that we are dealing with, and we just have to wait and see what happens next. So thank you both, uh, Nadia and Simona, uh, for being here and for answering all these questions for us. You have listened to FITA with us, with me, Maria, and this episode guests Nadia and Simona. Don't forget to follow Link Shopping University on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a VIDA again.